welcome back to another episode of The Coop. It is currently Sunday the 20th of November. And first off, can I just say I'm so sorry if you can hear this helicopter in the background. I don't know what it is, but as soon as I was like, you know what, it's time to film a podcast, this helicopter just suddenly suddenly comes into the scene and it's really bothering me, so I hope you can't hear it, but I mean, please block it out if you can. Um, anyway, just to set the scene for you, I'm currently sitting on the floor, not technically in a different setting, because normally I sit on my bed, but you know what, I'm by the radiator, it's my favourite place in my room, okay, my room isn't that big, it's quite small, but within the many places to sit on it, whether that's the chair at my desk or my bed, or the floor, this is my favourite spot, because guys, it's right by the window, I love the window, I love, okay, it sounds a little creepy, but I love, um, I love when it gets dark, and then I look out the window and see, like, all the windows lit up, and I don't know why, like, people must think that's creepy that I'm staring at them. But, like, I'm not staring at the people. I just like seeing these little patches of orange in the black. I don't know if that makes sense. Anyway, and it's by the warmth of the radiator. You know, it's the, it's November now. It's getting a little chilly. So when the heating comes on, it's delicious and gorgeous. So we love sitting by there. And the floor just is a vibe. Like, you can't tell me it's not. Anyway, so that's just setting the scene for you guys. Um, but today, today we're having a cheeky little catch-up. We're having a cheeky catch-up part two. Um, because I haven't recorded a podcast for ages now. I literally haven't recorded a podcast since, oh my god, since like the 1st of October? Like the 2nd of October? I don't know, since, basically, even though the last, um, podcast came out, like, it came out a month ago because I took a month off. Oops, sorry guys, but I recorded it on like the 4th of October or something. I don't really know. Um, so it's been like six weeks since I've recorded a podcast but you know what a lot's happened Mm. I've been going through it to say the least I'm not going to dive into that it's also been exam week so I think it's just been quite busy and quite an intense time but exams are finally over and I don't want to boast okay this is not me boasting this is not me bragging I'm just in a very good place right now like call me happier than ever because I am happier than ever like I don't know what's happened in the past couple weeks but for like the past two weeks maybe like two and a half now I've just been really really content with myself and you know what it's because for like a long time okay let me just dive right into it this is me diving into our little catch-up before I just talk about other little updates going on but a cheeky catch-up here we go so basically I I was like I've had these, like, months recently where I've been, like, overly happy, like, an insane amount of happy, which you might not think is anything bad, but, like, and at the time I was like, oh my god, I've never been this happy in my life, but reflecting back on it, it was, my happiness was purely based on external factors, like, it was purely based on seeing other people, like, seeing my friends, like, going to school as a distraction, going to dance as a distraction, Um, like it was purely based on seeing other people and as soon as I was left by myself and as soon as it was just me at home or something I would be so sad again and I would like not be in like a good place mentally at all and it's only recently again like in these past couple of weeks that I've finally found like oh it sounds so gross it sounds so cringy but like self-happiness like I've never okay I'm not gonna say I've never felt that before that's a lie but like I haven't felt that in a really really long time um so it's just been like this is a much different kind of happiness because the happiness I had in those months like I'm mainly talking about like July and October like these really vividly happy months um 
but it was like a hyper happiness like it would be like an intense amount of energy where I'd be like it's like I'd get adrenaline going through me like that's how happy I was like I don't know what it was about but I think it's because it was just after such lows that I suddenly had these huge highs and I've been like I've been talking about it with my friends and they've been had like similar things where it's like they've just had moments where their whole life is either like catastrophic lows and then all of a sudden it's insane highs and like I was having these insane highs where I was literally like I said like adrenaline rushes like I don't even know like, I was just on adrenaline the whole time like I was just so overly happy um but I mean in the moment I was like no this isn't like and I remember like people telling me like um like my parents and stuff they were like isn't it a bit fake this happiness though like it just doesn't quite feel real and I was like what do you mean like I'm so happy what do you mean it's not real and actually you know in hindsight I hate to say it but they were right because in hindsight as much as it felt real at the time and it was it just wasn't internal happiness it was very much you know I was happy because I saw one of my friends I was happy because I went to dance you know it I was happy because the sun was shining like I wasn't happy because of myself if that makes sense um so I just thought I'd share maybe not some tips because let me just share you my my journey no I hate this let me show you mm, my path to finding self-happiness if you will so basically I don't have like a straightforward answer to be like you know this is how you do this how you find it because I feel like number one it is different for every person but I think what happened for me was I was I had like this huge huge high in October and then this catastrophic low like as soon as these external factors were taken away I was miserable I was really really not in a good place like at all um and then like yeah that went on for like two weeks and then I kind of I kind of just had to like pull myself out of it slightly and it's not that like you know things overnight change it's not like a sudden switch was flipped it was just I really you know I really put shit in perspective if I'm completely honest like I you know I wasn't really following my my little tips and tricks that I've shared on the podcast previously I wasn't really putting stuff in perspective a lot of the time I was kind of forgetting to do that um because I was just so engrossed in like this sadness and this like this just like deep unhappiness that I just didn't like I didn't even think of like I couldn't really like be in the reality around me because I was just so like stuck in my own head um and then I remember like I was talking to my therapist and she was just like she there was this one question she asked right and normally I have an answer for everything I'm really annoying I literally you know I self-therapize a lot so I constantly you know I'm like going through things in my head and like trying to understand my own problems basically and this was like the first question she asked which I truly did not have an answer for and she basically just said like why do you have to be sad like why do you have to be like such an intense amount of like why do you have to be such an intensely sad person like just why and it sounds it sounds like an easy like a kind of obvious question right and like I've obviously you know like I had answers to it um which I won't say because it's a bit deep I had an answer to that and then she would say but why and then she just kept asking why and then you know you eventually are you eventually get through so many answers I prepared for myself that there kind of wasn't a reason why towards the end and then I was really like huh huh 
why do I have to be sad? Why do I have to be like, like, but things, it's not even like sad because everyone's sad, right? And this is what I'm gonna get onto, like a part of me finding like self-happiness is accepting that there will be lows and there will be like sad days. It's just, her question was, why do you have to be so sad? Like, why? And then it really hit me where I was like, you know what? That's a really fantastic question. That's a really great question. Like, good job, because I don't know why. I honestly don't know. Like, even though I have some answers, like if I, if I use those answers and then you ask me why again, I've got nothing. So I think what I'm trying to get at is like sometimes just putting, sometimes just asking yourself why, but like asking yourself why like five times and then it's kind of like, oh, <laughs> oh, I don't really have a reason why. And then that kind of really put stuff in perspective for me because then I took a step back slightly and I was like, hang on a minute, why am I making myself miserable? Like, I literally don't have a reason to. Like, there's no reason for me to be sad right now other than the fact it's just purely generated by myself. Like, obviously, there are external factors that are making me sad, but at the end of the day, you know, I don't have... Like, that's a choice that I'm sad about them. And I'm this... Okay, let me just... Before anything, I am not saying, you know, it's a choice for for people to be upset or not. Like, you cannot control your emotions. But I think for me personally, it was like to such a severe level. It was like, you can be sad, but like you don't have to be sad to that extent. So it's like, why are you being sad to that extent? Like you don't need to be. Um, so for me, that really puts stuff in perspective. And I literally just, I, I mean, I know I said it wasn't, it was, it's not like a switch just flipped. But I think for me, it kind of was just this sudden change where I was like, whoa, like, why am I wasting my life just being so sad over literally nothing other than myself? Like, why am I just being sad about myself? Like, that's doesn't make any sense. And I was like, also, I literally have the opportunity to change it. Like, I'm annoyed, at, like, I'm sad because I'm sad at myself. So then it's like, stop being sad at yourself. And like, obviously that's so much easier said than done. Like, obviously that's, it's not that easy. But I think for me, I was like, you know, I have a choice right now to either be completely depressed for like the next three weeks or I could actually try and like not be so hard on myself and not be so annoyed at myself for being sad and actually just make an effort to like change. So I know I'm making it sound very simplistic. I know I'm making it sound like, you know, self-happiness, all you have to do is just change your mindset. But I think a lot of it is just taking a step back, asking yourself like 50 questions, not 50, that's a bit excessive, but like asking yourself like five questions, why? Why do you need to be sad? Why Why are you sad? Why, you know, keep going until you kind of, number one, not solve the issue because it's kind of hard to solve issues by yourself, but at least get to the root of your issue maybe. Um, and then you can just kind of put stuff in perspective a little bit and be like, there's so much more to life than me being sad and I think this is the thing I think when I was in this state like I was just so consumed by it like very much like anorexia like, I just it was just became like all consuming that I just didn't really take a step back and look at it in like an overall perspective if you will I just kind of was so absorbed with it that I just didn't really see the rest of life I don't really know but 
I think once you kind of do take that step back and you're like, hang on a minute, like, me being sad is just one, like, just one emotion, like, my whole life isn't, I think what it is, is like, when you're in, when I'm in that state, it's like, my whole life right now is just going to be me being sad, like, I don't think about the other opportunities there are for me to potentially feel a better way or to, or to change, so I just kind of, I don't know, I just, I had this thing, I just had this thought process where I was like, you don't need to be sad anymore, like, you don't, I mean, I mean, I can't, just, I mean, just for some context, like, this kind of realisation happened after something quite catastrophic, which I'm not going to go into, but it was just kind of like, I don't need to be sad anymore, and also no one needs to be sad, like, that shouldn't be a need, you know, um, and then I just thought, you know what, I'm just over it, like, I'm just seeing all my friends, like, living their lives, and actually, like, having a social life, and just being a teenager, and I'm like, I want that, so then I just, I just looked at myself and I was like so then go and get it like don't just sit here moping about being like oh my life's so miserable oh blah blah when I am literally the one with the power to change it and I cannot stress enough that like I'm not trying to like say that anyone's you know I don't want to like be annoying and be like oh people are choosing to be depressed because obviously you can't really control your emotions but just for me personally I was like I have a choice right now to either descend into like this deep sadness or I have a choice to be like you know what no I don't want to go down that path again I'm gonna change so I just yeah I just had that moment and I was like you know there are two routes I could take and I don't want to take the path I've already been down like I don't want to be <laughs> don't want to waste my life just being sad again and just crying like I'm kind of over that so I was like why like, just change, and, like, obviously, it's so much easier said than done, like, it's, I don't know, I'm making it sound really easy just by being, like, just change, just take the easy route, like, it's not that easy, but I think what I did is I just, you know what really helped for me, I mean, I don't know, because some people aren't, um, writers, but maybe if you're, like, artists or something, if you're more, like, crew and, like, drawers, maybe, like, paint a happy picture or something, or paint something you want back, or, like, draw something, you want, but for me, I wrote a poem that was, like, me, basically, it was basically a letter to myself, and it was, like, Helena, like, don't, don't go down the same path you've already been on, like, you were there, and you hated it, and it was miserable, and the point is, is you don't want that life, so it's, like, just choose the other path, choose the life you want, which is being a normal teenager, I mean, there's no such thing as normal, but, like, at least not being depressed the whole time, like, at least try and, like, stop being, like, so dependent on other people for happiness, because the point is, is that you're not going to have those people forever, so it's, like, just try and find happiness in yourself, and that poem, like, really helped, I'm not going to lie, because for me, writing something down really solidifies how I feel, like, it's the same with speaking, which I think is why people say the whole time, you know, speak to someone, it helps, like, speaking helps, and you're like, what, like, go away, like, I don't want to speak, I don't want to talk to anyone, <laughs> mm, maybe, okay, I wouldn't say that's a universal thing, but, you know, sometimes I feel like we have that thought process, but I hate to break it to you, but it is true, because <laughs> I think with thoughts, a lot of the time, what happens with thoughts is invalidation, like, at least for me, like, when I'd keep things to myself and I, to myself, and I'd, like, go through things over and over in my head, 
I, because I wasn't like voicing them, like they never quite felt real. Like, of course my thoughts are real, but they never felt substantial or materialized, should I, should I say. They just felt kind of like fleeting thoughts. I was like, you know what? They're, they're probably not that important. It's probably not a big deal. And it's only when I started to like actually say them and put a bit more weight to them, I was like, oh, huh. These thoughts are actually valid. These thoughts aren't just like, you know, a little throwaway comment. Like they do actually have something to unpick, you know? And it's the same with writing. Like when you write something down, it like solidifies how you feel a little bit more, I'd say, which is why this poem helped so much because I was like, you know what? This isn't just, this isn't just one little thought process of my mind. This isn't one just little thought where I'm like, oh, maybe I could be happy. Like. I dedicated like half an hour to writing this poem and I was like no like you will be happy you will choose the right path I'm not it's not just going to be like a maybe in my mind it's going to be like yes you are on paper because then also you know what it is it's accountability like if you say something to someone and if you or or if you write it down you kind of want to I don't know if this is just me but you kind of want to prove to them or to yourself that what you've said or what you've written is true like I don't for me, but if I'm writing, you know, if I'm writing this poem where I'm like, I'm going to be happy, well, I'm going to like choose the right path and then I just don't, that's just embarrassing to me. Like, I'm like, girl, what was that even about? Because you are a compulsive liar now because you didn't even try to like change. Like you just wrote that poem and then went into a depression session. So what was the point? So I think it also gives you a lot more accountability because you're like, I need, you know, I kind of need to fulfill what I said or wrote. Um, so I wrote this poem, it was a very happy poem, and I think from then on, I just was kind of like, yeah, like, I don't want to go down that same path again, and it's like, I don't need, like, again, why do I have to be mad at myself, like, why do I have to hate myself like that, just why, like, I didn't really have an answer why, so then I was like, oh, well, then maybe I don't need to anymore. So that's kind of where I've been lately. And may I, might I say it's been a much better place. <laughs> it's been a much better place because now it's like, I don't, I think what happened with like July and October was like, I felt this need to always be happy because it was like, if I wasn't happy, I was miserable. Like I could not find this medium ground because I was like, if I'm not surrounded by people and if I'm not at school or dance, if I'm not distracted in any way, I'm going to be miserable because I'll be left with myself. And so it was just this constant like flickering between really high highs and really low lows. And I was becoming so dependent on other people the whole time. And I was so, I kind of put pressure on myself to be happy because if I wasn't happy, I was sad and I didn't want to be sad. So it was kind of like, I put a lot of like hope, I guess, into seeing my friends in the day because I was like, I need to otherwise I'm going to be sad and I just became very like I wasn't I really mm, I haven't actually asked my friends but I'm pretty sure I wasn't clingy like I don't think I was I am going to back myself on that I don't think I was like overly clingy but just in like with myself I was like I you know I just put this pressure on myself to see people to make me happy um and I think now it's like I don't I don't have that pressure anymore because it's like I don't when I'm by myself I don't you know, it's not a miserable time anymore. It's like, it's just okay. It's like, you know, I'm, it's just now the friends I do see and the distractions I do have, they're just a further like source of happiness for me. They're not my only source of happiness. 
and it's just a much better balance like it's a much better balance um because I was just becoming so reliant on external factors that whenever they were taken away whether that be on like I don't know the weekend where I you know don't see my friends or something whether it's holiday where we don't have schools um where I don't have school or dance like I just became really bad because I was like I'm not happy anymore because it's like I've been taken away from all the things that gave me happiness so yeah this month's been a lot different well not this month I kid the last couple of weeks <laughs> I've been a lot different because I'm finally finding this kind of mediocre ground where it's like okay your whole life does not depend on these external factors you are content with just it's a it's a much calmer happiness compared to this hyper energy that was going on in like October and July um so yeah I just feel like a lot calmer with it and a lot more at peace and I think a large part of what of where that self-happiness comes from is from acceptance another of my lessons but it's because acceptance it just means that like like acceptance in regards to like self-happiness is accepting that you know there will be there'll be good days 100% there'll be great days um there'll be like normal days today was just a normal day it wasn't overly good wasn't overly bad it was just okay and there will be bad days and I think that's the thing that I didn't understand in like July and October was that I was like if I'm not happy I'm sad like there's no in between like it's either one or the other like that's why I always put so much pressure on myself to like see people and like to have these distractions it's because I was like if I'm not getting this source of happiness from them I'm gonna be sad um and I think finding self-happiness has made me realize that you know there's so much acceptance in realizing that bad days will come but it's just it's it's more that those bad days aren't gonna last a month now it's just that you know what we can have a bad day we can feel sad 100% yes but it's like how long are you gonna let that impact for you for impact you for um so I think it's not that I'm like you know bad days are never gonna come anymore like you know if they are they're only gonna come for like a couple hours I'm just saying you know it for me like this acceptance has made me realize that bad days will come but just kind of evaluate a bit more like how long that impact should last for like I don't need to let a bad day last for six weeks you know what I mean like a bad day can just be a bad day 24 hours a day like a new day a new dawn a new start you know what I mean like I don't need to carry on that sadness I can just sleep it off and again way easier said than done I'm sure there will be times where that sadness does carry on but I'm just this time making a lot more of a conscious effort to try and not let it control me and just take a step back so anyway I think that's kind of I think that's kind of everything I want to say on my little my little update for you guys I mean I'd also say that filming voice notes I know I've mentioned it before but for me filming voice notes is also another thing that I really advocate for just because in a similar way to writing poetry it so comforting well okay let me get on to this in a minute but it's so again like solidifies how you feel and it also gives you a platform for your voice to be heard um and it also is like good to talk through how you feel not just kind of let it be confined to your mind because a lot of the time you know thoughts just get lost in your mind and you don't really resolve things when you're thinking them because you just kind of like think over and over and it's just this endless cycle which when you're talking you're actually like kind of releasing it slightly um but I remember I was just having this really awful day like ugh, it was a bad bad day diabolical shall I say um it was not good I was you know 
to paint a picture, I was lying on my bed crying. Oh, that's a bit deep. But you know what? It's fine. It's a universal experience. Um, And then I just... I don't know, like, I was sad, you know what, this is a new technique of mine, it's like, I can play my sad music, okay, I allow myself to play sad music for like, I don't know, like, 25 minutes-ish, 25 minutes to half an hour, and then right at the end, I'll cue like, three to four songs, which give me the biggest, the biggest piece of serotonin, so for me, just to share my pickup songs, it's On My Way by Ash, Twin Flame by Machine Gun Kelly, um, Don't Blame Me by Taylor Swift and then Fun While It Lasted by Ash as well and those songs just they resurrect me every single time um, so what I do is I give myself that time to be sad to you know sit with my emotions to feel them to process them be like okay this is sad whatever but then it's like when once that once you know on my way starts playing and I've got the rest of the good songs queued up it's like okay Helena time to move on time time to like get out of this session get on with your day it's you know at the end of the day it's not a big deal like okay that's not invalidating my feelings I'm just saying you can you've designated half an hour of your time and also I mean probably more to be honest you know um sometimes it will last more than half an hour obviously like an hour two hours whatever but it's like you've designated time to have a complete breakdown over something but it's time to move on it's time to just let the day carry on and not just sit here for the next three hours just staring at the wall so yeah that's another good thing I do but these this voice note so sometimes if I'm not really feeling the music vibe or in this specific case like I just wanted a source of comfort like I was just so I just felt very lost shall we say um and I found this voice note from <laughs> ah from the first day of autumn which is which was like the 23rd of September, I think, 24th of September. It was my, it was the first day since July, pretty much, where I felt happiness. And it wasn't the hyper happiness. It was just like pure, just real happiness because it was, you know, my first day of this happiness. Um, and I recorded a voice note that day and it was like half an hour long or something. And it was just like, the, it's the first positive voice note I've ever done as well. And it was just like, not necessarily explaining my day, but just being like, I'm happy. Just like saying how I felt. And then I was just like, future me. Like if you were not doing well right now, like know that that's okay. And know that that's normal. Like I'm not expecting you to be okay 100% of the time, but don't think that being sad is your whole life. Don't think that being sad is your whole reality and your whole future because it's not. Because remember this day and this day is that such like, this day is such like a perfect beautiful day like it wasn't even like everything great like happened it's not like I had this you know a specific event that happened it's just I saw friends I was happy the sun was great I went on a great walk I'd been done all my schoolwork, and I was just I was just you know it was just like a very like insignificantly sweet day if that makes sense um so when I was having this huge, you know, depression session a couple of weeks ago, I put on this voice note and it was the just the biggest source of comfort like ever because I just had, you know, even though it was my voice, like it just felt like this other person that was just telling me, you know, everything's going to be okay. And it's like, because I was that person telling me everything's going to be okay, I believed it a bit more because, you know, when parents say, you know, everything's going to be fine. It's like, I don't really believe it because it's like, but you're not me. So you don't know that. Whereas because this was me who was saying it, I was like, see that, like, I want that back. Like, 
that's me in a really good place saying, you know, don't give up your inner, like, look at your life right now. Like, this is the day you want to relive every single, like, for the rest of your life. So don't forget this day and actually, you know, live for this day and for this moment so you can get more of these days back. And hearing that was really comforting. And I was just, I felt so much better afterwards. Like, it was literally like a warm little blanket. And it just, because that day is such a golden day to me, like, it just it just made me get up from my bed and just sit at my desk and start doing work. And I was like, you know what? I'm just cracking on with my day. Like I don't need to sit here for any longer. And it's like, even though right now everything feels like I'm gonna be sad for the rest of my life. It's like, I know that's not true. I know that's just me catastrophizing because I have this piece of me on my phone saying, you know, we've been here before and look how happy we are right now. So yeah, that's kind of how, that's kind of the last thing I wanna say about that. I think voice notes are really helpful, even if, even as if you feel really stupid recording them. It's, I love them. And then when you're having a bad day, like go back and listen to one when you're having in a good place. Um, and it's just such a great source of comfort. Anyway, that's my kind of catch up. Like, that's kind of me wrapping up my catch up, I guess. My little exploration of self-happiness. I'm in a very, I'm in a very good place right now. And I'm just happy I can say that. And I know for well that that might not be the case in two weeks, but I'm just gonna enjoy it while it lasts right now. Um, anyway, just moving on to other little things, you know, a part of me, I guess linking to the self-happiness, I guess, or just kind of actually living life. I've started to drink, guys. Now, I don't wanna, you know, I don't really know what the rules are on drinking. I don't wanna advocate drinking underage, but you know, it's all safe, it's all good. Um, and you know, everyone, everyone does it anyway, but, um, I've started drinking, it's been a great new journey for us, um, listen, my first experience, I haven't got drunk yet, still, you know what I will never understand is, what's the line between tipsy and drunk, and everyone's like, you'll just know, how much further do I have to go to get drunk, like, I can't, basically, my, everyone know, if you know me, you know that my water intake is awful, um, and the problem with that is it's not just water, it's liquid in, as a whole. Like, I'm really bad at drinking stuff. Like, I just get full really quickly. So, trying to consume a whole bunch of alcohol to get drunk is not a bit of me because I cannot consume this amount of liquid. So, I just don't think I can ever get drunk. Anyway, that's a side note. But my first experience of getting tipsy, if I'm 100% honest, I did not enjoy it. Like, I loved who I was with, the company. I had a great time in that sense. But just the actual effects of the alcohol, did not enjoy it. I felt so sick, I felt so dizzy. And I was like, how do people find this enjoyable? Like the whole world is spinning. I literally feel like I could throw up. And I was like, I don't know why people enjoy this. Like this isn't fun. However, we get to the second time uh, and the third time, far more enjoyable, absolutely having a ball, could not enjoy myself more. And you know, suddenly time is going so quickly, and I'm like, whoa, where did all the minutes and hours go, like, suddenly it's flown by, and suddenly, like, I don't feel lonely, because when I was sober, like, it was just so boring, like, I was just there, and I was like, I just don't get it, like, how is everyone just, like, I don't even know, like, I I don't know, I was just very isolated when I was sober, However, getting tipsy, whole new experience. Suddenly I'm in the party, you know what I mean? Suddenly I'm not an outsider, I'm an insider. And it's just way more fun that way. Um, And also, 
I mean, this is kind of a generic thing that everyone knows. Way more vulnerability though when you're when you're tipsy. Way more. Suddenly you have conversations you wouldn't normally have if you were sober. Suddenly people are revealing secrets. People are revealing their inner selves, and I'm like, what? I'm like, what is happening? I'm like, I. I don't know what it is about the effects of alcohol but suddenly people start opening up about things they would not normally open up about and I love it I'm hmm, I mean I probably open up a bit too much already but I mean I'm quite an open person as it is so like I feel like there isn't much to reveal but my god I love it I just I love it anyway that's just a little life update for you guys um because I know that the last time I think in one of the last podcasts was on the podcast maybe I was just talking about it with my friends it sounds so stupid but I was like you know what I'm ready to start getting scandalous which is funny because drinking isn't scandalous however I was what I meant by that was more that I'm just starting to I like I'm ready to actually just you know be a teenager um because I feel like I've just wasted my teenage years for the first half being afraid of growing up and then for the second half being completely consumed by anorexia and depression so it's like good job Helena you are turning 18 in what, like seven or eight months and you have not even been a teenager yet. So that is where I'm at. I'm trying to just actually live my life and move on because it's like, I can't keep wasting my life just being consumed by other things. Like, otherwise my life's just gonna go too quickly. Even though that's dramatic, I'm literally 17 years old, but you know what I mean. Um, so I've just really been trying to like, how to just live, you know? Anyway, um, the next thing I want to address is Okay, I know nobody cares. I know nobody cares and everyone's sick of me being a Billy fan, okay? But Eilish number two, okay. We were all here on, we, I mean, hopefully the, you know, hopefully you guys have listened to the episode. I don't know which one it is. But I'm pretty sure I did like an, I mentioned in one of the episodes when Eilish number one, like Billy Eilish's perfume, right? It was first being released. And, you know, it smells of vanilla. It has, like, a little citrusy smell. It's got, like, musk, I think. Don't ask me what the th- what musk is. I could not tell you. But these are the ingredients, anyway. And the whole concept of that bottle is that it's, like, amber. It's vanilla. It's warm. It's cosy. It's quite a feminine scent. It's very, like... Ooh, I don't... Like, silky, almost. Um, very golden. But Eilish number two, guys... the the campaign the advertising for it on Billie Eilish fragrances everyone look at that Instagram account and you will be mind blown Uh, gobsmacked I cannot wait for this perfume because this perfume right is meant to be more of the masculine version not that they have genders like Billie said they're meant to be kind of like gender neutral um but this one's it smells of rain it smells of wood it smells of um pepper like black pepper um it's like cold and metallic and dark and oh I'm mysterious and like it smells of um what else did she say I think she said apple or something um and like pine leaves guys guys when I tell you this is my scent because this is my scent because if anyone knows me they know that my favorite scent in the whole entire world is the smell of damp earth, is the smell of rain on tarmac, and the fact, and wood, like, like, pine leaves in a forest in the wood, and you're telling me this is in a bottle that Billie Eilish curated, like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but suddenly 2023 is, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to say it because I'll jinx it, I'm thinking 2023 could be my year, but did I say that at the beginning of 2022? Yes, and just look how catastrophically that went, so I don't want to say it, but like, you know what? It's also because 2022 is rock bottom. Surely 2023, the only way is up. You know, again, don't want to jinx it, but I'm just saying. 
Um, so that's just been a great little update for me. And I know no one else cares, but I'm thinking we should do a smell test together. No, because no one cares. But like, I will be getting, I will be getting it. And I will, I just feel like it's going to be my scent, guys. I'm not even going to lie to you. Um, anyway, the last kind of things I want to talk about is yesterday I went to, no, not yesterday, Friday night, um, two nights ago, I went to the Lizzie McAlpine concert, and I went with Bo, um, had a great time, had a blast, there's not really much to digest from that concert, just because it was just, like, a concert, like, not, there wasn't really any big story that went along with it, um, I just had the best time, and the opening act, Ben Kessler, is so cool, like, he's so sweet, and he's, like, the nicest little human being on the planet, and he's so talented, it was just such a great experience, loved it, had so much fun, um, and just to kind of wrap this podcast up, Ash, okay, if you're not, I know a lot of people don't have the same, don't have the same music taste as me, but Taylor's, um, Taylor Swift and Ash's album came out, sorry, two separate albums, they did not collaborate, um, but Ash's album, Ray, came out on the 14th of October, my, I honestly think one of my favourite albums ever, like, I honestly think it has to go when we all fall asleep and then Ray. And I'm not even kidding. I'm not even, I'm not even exaggerating. Like, I actually think that's how it goes. I think it takes precedence over happier than ever. I cannot believe I just said that. Don't hold me to it, guys. I probably will regret this in 24 hours, but I just had it on repeat and I love it because the whole album's such a journey. Like, and it ends with Fun While It Lasted, which is literally a song which will get me out of any depression possible because I'm like, I am living to hear this song live right now. <laughs> like, this song is everything. So that album, absolutely insane. I love it so much. I really strongly encourage everyone to listen to it. Um, like, I played it for my sister, you know, and even she, there were some songs where she was like, oh, I quite like this song. You know, even if it was like one or two out of the, I think there were like 14 songs in the album, even if it was one or two, that's one or two more than I thought she'd say. You know what I mean? And of course, Taylor's album. I will actually give my top five songs off this album because I feel like everyone's a bit of a Swifty deep down. Um, so Midnight's came out, um, her new album. And then she put out the 3am version, which is kind of like a whole, like, I think there's a seven extra songs. It's kind of like a seven extra bonus tracks, if you will. Um, and I'm going to be honest, when the album first came out, I listened to it uh, and I was not a fan. I listened to it like twice and I still just didn't love it and I didn't get it and I was like what like Folklore Evermore I loved first time around like didn't even have to listen a second time it was literally like my soul um and this album I just did not like and I was like oh no because I was so excited for it however then okay we're traveling to an open day in like Leeds or something we have to wake up at like 4 a.m in the morning I'm in the car at 5 a.m and it's pitch black and I have noise cancelling headphones I chuck on midnight <laughs> it's a whole new experience oh my god I can't I cannot it's a whole different experience and I was like finally I feel like I've listened to midnights correctly and it was like my third time listening now and I devoured the album I loved it absolutely, I don't know what happened, something about the, something about the midnight energy, even though it was 5am, just got to me, and I absolutely loved it, so, my favourite songs, You're On Your Own Kid, <laughs> that song, that, the lyrics are so good, okay, anyway, You're On Your Own Kid, um, Sweet Nothing, that was my, my first favourite when I listened to the album, it was 
oh, I just love it. It's like a little lullaby. I just, it's so cute. Um, Labyrinth, I love as well. It's kind of similar vibes to Sweet Nothing. Um, ooh, then the 3am version, Would Have, Could Have, Should Have. That's everyone's favorite. Like, if you don't like Would Have, Could Have, Should Have, I'm sorry. Do you even like music? Um, then you know what? The Great War, I love. Sorry, I, I've done more than five now. But the Great War, Snow on the Beach, everyone agrees that Lana Del Rey, like, they did a collab. You just can't hear her. But I do like the song. Um, and Vigilante shit. Ooh, those are my top faves. I absolutely love them. I love Lavender Haze as well, actually, but that's not my favourite as much as the others. Um, just oh my god it's just a stunning album anyway I won't bang on about it but it's truly lived up to all my expectations like even though I didn't like it the first time around on the third listen I adored it and now it's literally again one of my favorite albums I literally have it on repeat cannot stop listening to it it's ridiculous um so anyway that's just a little update for you guys I'm sorry I haven't been on the haven't been on the podcast grind for a while but again yeah this month's just been a bit it's been a bit crazy um but I'm just in a very good place right now and I'm just just happy to be here. So yeah, thank you for joining me on the floor. Thank you for joining me um, by the radiator. I think the helicopter's finally gone, thank God. That was really, it was really getting on my nerves. Um, I hope you're all doing well. I hope, you know, I hope this is a month of self-happiness and self-love. Oh my God, I cringe, but you know what I mean? Um, and just finding like internal happiness and internal peace. Let's manifest for all of us, okay? And yeah, I'll be back soon. Bye.